All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to Make It Plain Wayne, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and yes, this is Elevated Friendship. So for today's topic, I want to talk about motivation. And it's not, it's not that motivation is a bad thing. And I've been motivated by movies. I've been motivated by great speakers. I've been motivated by even the most subtle things in life. But I've also learned something over time that not all motivation is created equal. Not all motivation is good for you. Not all motivation comes from the same place. And, you know, the, the way I got into thinking about this is just a question. Does the shoe fit? Now, especially those of you that know me, I'm a runner. So, you know, I can go through a pair of running shoes that, you know, year and they'll have no tread on the bottom of them just from the work and the running and all the, you know, fun stuff that you can do as a runner. I mean, you're on the turf, you're on the track, you're on the grass, you're on concrete. I mean, you, you go everywhere with those shoes. Um, does the shoe fit? And I have, I mean, at, at one time, I mean, especially when I was younger, you know, I wanted to look like everybody. I wanted to dress like everybody. So even though I wasn't a serious hooper, you know, I've got a good, you know, free throw shot. <laughs> even though I wasn't a serious hooper, I had a couple pairs of Jordans, you know, and this is not scoring 12, 20, 30 points a game. This is as a runner, as a runner. I've got a couple pairs of Jordans. I've got a couple pairs of cross training shoes. If you remember those, they, you know, they, they had the same function and utility of both a running and basketball shoe and tennis shoe. So, you know, I had a few pairs of those. Um, I definitely had my pairs of running shoes. I even had a couple uh, pairs just to look good and like I, like I normally wear. Uh, over the weekends because <laughs> I love Air Max, love Air Max, um, but they're not my favorite running shoe. They're, I just like the way they look. And um, my, my favorite actual running shoe um, is the Brooks uh, Beast. Um, putting that on was the most comfortable shoe I had, I had ever put on in my life. So in, in just that short trial of Hey, maybe I should try this out. I got a gift card. Maybe I'll check this out. See what these, you know, running shoes are all about. Ex experienced and serious runners seem to love these shoes. Maybe I should check them out. So I did. Well, I learned something after, you know, my, you know, al almost decade of running. I put these shoes on and they felt better than any shoe I'd ever put on in my life. No need to buy additional insoles or orthotics. No need to buy any special shoes for, you know, special grip or anything. I put those shoes on and I believe I literally ran wherever I wanted the whole summer. I don't I don't run very far. <laughs> Once I get off the track, it's, it's not going to be very far. I might run, you know, a couple miles at a time. But I had never felt this comfortable putting this shoe on. So let me come back to, does the shoe fit? Now, 
in this breakdown, in this analogy, I'm just talking about shoes. Now, I love Nikes for speed. I love Adidas for speed, comfort, and looks. But the Brooks shoe altogether was the most comfortable shoe I had put on. And I had been told, hey, after your knee surgery, after an injury, you're going to want to try Asics. Asics were great. They were comfortable. They you know, had, had similar components of speed like a Nike or like an Adidas. But I was just like, eh, whatever. You know, I, I feel like it's trying to be these other shoes, but it is comfortable. Now, the Brooks, on the other hand, most comfortable shoe I've ever put on in my life. <laughs> and, and, and I say this laughing and jokingly because I still don't know how women wear high heels. I don't know how men cross-dress and wear high heels. How? I don't know. But why did it take me so long to find that shoe? Why did it take me so long to find the right shoe? Now, keep in mind, runners are a very tight community. We share tips and tricks and and all these things. We do share that stuff. But in terms of, let's stick with it, motivation, why did it take me so long to find this shoe? Now, this would have been a great shoe to run in, especially if you live in the Midwest. You know, the, the great weather is not always promised to you. I mean, it, it's baking and cooking you basically when you're done with the track season, which is great. And then when you start, you know, football, you are roasting. But by the end of your football season, it's practically freezing you out. So you get to the spring and it's raining and, and mushy and sleeting and, and maybe some ice still around, you know, if if it's that way. But. I had ran for over a decade. And now that I'm back running again, you know, I I pop those buddies on. I I run and cushion, feel great. It feels like I literally have the track with me. So I don't think I've ever seen a Brooks or Asics commercial. But, of course, if you're a serious runner you get the runner's world magazine you've got a couple you know if your parents one of them is a serious runner they you know eat up those shoes like jelly beans um and somebody will share those things with you and that's kind of my point the the greatest motivation shoe for you it might not be advertised the way the nikes and the adidas will now keep in mind When I see a football team come out of the tunnel with their Nike, their Adidas uniforms, and they're fully sponsored, and and, and these basketball players, these football players with the towel, and they've got the towel around their head, or when I see these sponsorships and these amazing careers that have been made off of these logos, off of these slogans, and the graphic design, and and, and the people that I love that, you know... uh, uh, create the image and the allure of what this is. I eat it up and I love every second of it, as we should. We should. And I'm not going to stop buying Nikes. I'm not going to stop buying Adidas. I'm not going to stop buying Asics. But my point in this was simply for me to get to these Brooks shoes, I had to wear a lot of Nikes. 
Had to wear a lot of Adidas. Went through some Reeboks. Went through some Asics, some Sockinis. Uh, never ran in any Mizunos. But I had to wear a lot of shoes. Um, that uh, We won't even talk about dress shoes because I've got probably over 20 pairs of those too. But not all motivation is created equal. And with what I'm seeing now on uh, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and these you know, beautiful outlets of social media, we are flooded with motivation, flooded with motivational speakers. It kind of makes you wonder if we need this much motivation, what's wrong with us? <laughs> and I, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with us. I just think now we're awake and we're at a, a place where we've kind of rubbed the, the boogies out of our eyes and we kind of start to realize, hey, we can unplug from the matrix And if we choose, plug ourselves back in, but we can unplug from the matrix, look at our lives, look at ourselves, call out what is wrong and then go and work on, you know, go work for that stuff. So here's the deal, though. (laughs) It sucks. It absolutely sucks. It's 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 sad being the last person to find uh, what's right for you. So, I mean, just think about it. When you watch somebody walk off the floor in a basketball game or, you know, uh, you know, they're going to sit the bench. I'm just I'm just using this as an analogy. But say somebody is walking off of the the basketball court and they walk to, you know, the end of. You know, they're walking to the end of, of their bench. And let's say that everybody that they walked by. Had an idea for how they could do better when they go back in and play. So the the first person says, yeah, great job. You know, your defense is looking really well. Next person, defense is really great. Make sure you guard, you know, 22. Next person, hey, defense is great. Make sure you guard 22. You know, he's stealing from the guys that you pass to because you, I don't know, use an overhead pass, not a chest pass or a bounce pass. The next guy just keeps adding on more and more and more and more and more. Well, you add up all those notes and then finally at the end you finally know that okay like i'm i really shouldn't even be on this side of the court when i bring the ball down because i'm i'm passing the ball and then they're getting it coming back down this side and i'm defending this person or i'm doing certain things with this person i'm doing it the wrong way well man that was a lot of information all the guys on my team had notes for me. It's it, it, it almost makes you feel dumb that you were the last person to figure out all these things that you need to be doing. Well, guess what? Sometimes you don't get that interactive play-by-play note-taking right up front. And you meet someone, you see a YouTube video, or you, in a movie or a song, or ESPN, or a sound bite, you hear or see something that intrigues you and pulls you in so strong that it's all that you can latch onto. It's all that you can think about. So much so that you start to think, this is the only way I can be successful now. 
Well, remember that I asked, does the shoe fit? Well, being the last person to figure out what's wrong usually means that somebody can put things in your head. So bottom line, if you have a problem, you don't know the solution and somebody comes along and says, I know the problem. I know the solution and I'll give it to you right now with this special towel or this special napkin for $19.99. <laughs> you know, whatever it is they say, this book, this series of books is going to impact and change your life or this trip, this cruise, this product, so into this product, buy this product, sell this product, whatever it is, land, whatever the opportunity it is. It's so hard to cast that thing aside and say that it's not going to work and say that it's not good and say that it's, you know, not meant for you because you feel so good at that time. Why should you turn away from it? If you don't feel good at work, if you don't feel good about your current situation, if you don't feel good about how your life has been up to that point, why not feel good about something? Why not? Well, here's the deal. There are Gallup poll and research analysis packets that you can do on yourself. And you can take the time to read these things and they will break down for you why you should and shouldn't do things. I have one. I bought it. It was about 30 or 40 bucks. It's a character analysis. And it just tells you, you will not work well with this type of person. You will not work well in this type of industry. You will exceed in this. You will exceed in that. And when you read this type of analysis, these breakdowns, you almost want to cry because they're so accurate. But here's the thing. I asked, does the shoe fit? Please understand that for every shoe, there is a shoemaker, designer, schematic, somebody making these shoes. If you study shoemakers, it, it really sets you up for the future to, to go and buy shoes better. And that's what happens as you get a little bit older. You can't afford to just bounce around and have those young, fresh tendons, you know, like we did in high school. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't just bounce around like you used to, you know, at at 35 and 45, you know, you're just a man that's making bad mistakes if you get hurt. You know, at 17 and 18, you can blame it on on high school sports. But at 45 and 55, you're just that old man that gets hurt. Nobody has any sympathy for you. <laughs> well, unless they do. But this is what I'm saying. These types of analysis these breakdowns that will tell you who you are and what you are and what you've been doing, they're so accurate and so real that while reading them, you will see in your life where you have done exactly this, failed this way, succeeded this way, or an opportunity. And that is the whole reason for buying a shoe. You put the shoe on as an athlete, and you start to think, this is how I get to the Super Bowl. This is how I get the NBA championship. This is how I win Masters. This is how I win the, and, and break the world record and become the, the gold 
medal winner, as a track athlete, as track and field athlete, the best jump, the best vault, the best throw. This is how I get that. And you envision that while putting on the shoe. Well, what if you had a choice between a shoe that costs a little bit more, doesn't look as fancy, but gives you everything you could ask for as far as training? But the shoe, on the other hand, your other option, looks like everybody says it's supposed to look, feels the way everybody says it's supposed to feel when you put it on. Doesn't cost as much. So, I mean, what are you really losing? And that's, that's, I feel like that's the important lesson. You buy it once the right way, even if it's a little bit expensive and you don't have to buy more shoes. Now, here's the the funny part. I have destroyed and torn up so many shoes. This pair of shoes that I bought, I bought it one time. It cost maybe double, uh, maybe double what I pay, pay for normal running shoes, these Brooks. Um, and maybe three times what I would pay if I'm just grabbing some, you know, shoes from, you know, a sales bin that I'm going to run in for the whole season. Now, the sad thing is you shouldn't be cheap when it comes to your health. You shouldn't be cheap when it comes to taking care of your body. But at a younger age, when you learn to work for things and, and save your money, it, you really are doing the right thing. You're saving some money, you're running, you're going to get rid of this shoe anyway, so it doesn't have to be anything special for training. But I've been wearing this serious pair of Brooks for a couple years now. It's, it's just now starting to break down and, and peel a little bit. And that's just because of my running style, how I run. I, I do both long, middle, and sprints in these shoes now. And I mean... I don't even know if they were built to do what I do, (laughs) but I know they're built to handle a lot. And that's my point. With the right analysis, the right study, you can gravitate toward the right motivation. So when you're looking at a certain bodybuilder, When you're looking at a certain type of, you know, wealth, a a person in wealth that has what you want in life, that has what you envision. I don't know. Maybe it's an athlete. You know. Maybe it's an underdog. Of some kind. You know, a fireman, a police officer. Someone that just came up. Great promotion. All they had to do was wait and be patient. Um, it could be entertainment as well. It could be a movie. You might literally feel like every time you watch Rocky Balboa, you're getting something. Every time you watch, I don't know, movies like The Longest Yard or <laughs> um, Any Given Sunday or Cool Runnings, uh, The Program, Higher Learning. You know, I, I don't know what movie it is you're watching. Uh, uh, the replacements, <laughs> the replacements, probably one of the best examples, major league, you know, these sports movies, you know, coach Carter. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's an industry that you're motivating. You're motivated after or lusting after or drooling and, and desiring, you know, 
Maybe it might be someone's career. It might be just the idea. You know, I don't know what it is that's driving you, but the motivation that you use to get to it should be a little specific. And this is what I mean. I, and I won't call anybody out by names. I don't do names unless it's, it's unless it's going to benefit them. But I'm not going to really get much motivation from the greatest ice skater in the world as a sprinter, as a 100-meter, 200-meter, 110 high hurdler, 400 hurdler. I'm not going to get much motivation from them. Specifically, they have a skill set and an ability trained in their body that it would take me years to understand. And in trying to understand them, I lose time, money, and effort that I could be putting towards something else. Now, let's go to, let's go to a different lane here. Let's say as a runner, I'm looking for someone to motivate me. Now, you would easily say, just pick someone in your field. Just pick someone that's done what you're doing. Well, let's be specific. Maybe I've just gone through a really hard time and there's something that's broken inside of me. Is it depression? Is it a confusion, a lack of understanding? Well, at this time, maybe that story from that ice skater might help me a little bit. But if it doesn't translate and I can't do anything with it, now it's, it's more of the same that I've been going through. So maybe I need to take some time and, and research how I motivate myself. Is it a running back that was, you know, shot and left for dead on accident and then years later goes into the NBA draft? Does that motivate you? I don't know. But it should be specific to what you're trying to do. And that's my point. These great motivation stories, we pass them around and we share them with one another. And it might get everybody hooting and hollering. It might make everyone want to be just like that woman or just like that guy. But guess what? Make that moment and that interaction unique and powerful because of what it is. Bathe in it, enjoy it and love it, but understand that that motivation might just be temporary. It, it might literally be a popsicle stick. It might literally be an ice cream cone. And I think you all know the ice cream and ice cream cone, if you don't destroy that that day, there's something wrong with you. So, yeah, yeah, you, you're going to eat that ice cream. You're going to have that ice cream cone. That motivation is going to fill that spot. It's going to be great. But can you invest in it? Could you go and invest money in that person that's motivating you right now and expect a yield or money? from more of their motivation, from more of what they're saying. 
Could you constantly sow into them and expect to reap amazing benefits afterwards? That's the real test. So if you're going, if you're going to let an NFL athlete, a bodybuilder, a certain shark (laughs) CEO, you know, Shark Tank CEO, if you're going to let these rappers and entertainers and singers motivate you or somebody not even on their level, please explain to me how sowing into them with your time, not even money, with your time is going to benefit you to get what you want. And that's why I asked in the beginning, does the shoe fit? Does it really fit? So my motivation, this is, this is what happened to me. And I'm, I don't know. I'm really struggling with wanting to, to give you names and tell you, you know, exactly who it was that, that motivated me. Um, I, I won't, I can't, but it's a very popular person. It was a friend of mine shared this video with me and this gentleman, the way he's speaking and the way he's engaging with these people, it lit a fire in me that hadn't been lit in such a long time. And it was in such an amazing way. It really got me charged up and ready to go. I started getting up earlier in the morning and working out. I started getting up and, and, and having a, a path and a vision for my day where normally I would kind of feel like I was dragging through the mud, kind of like everybody else. After watching this video, I, I separated myself and I had a fire and a passion. And then I realized, like, I can't be that guy. <laughs> I've got a completely different set of desires, passions, pleasures, and my heart is built a completely different way. So after that season of being strong and powerful and and fired up in that way after that season started to die out uh oh my drug is wearing off my motivation drug is wearing off uh oh what do i do i I gotta go find another motivator (laughs) i i gotta go get some more motivating i got what do i do and those of you that get this every sunday i think you know where i'm going with this There's only so much that that person can do for you. You've got to find a way to talk to yourself and speak to yourself one-on-one and start to to really understand you can never (laughs) eat what everybody else eats. Whoever it is that's doing the motivating talking to you, whatever man or woman, every Sunday or every video or every seminar or package that you've selected, whoever is motivating you in that great way, you might not even eat the same foods that they eat. So yeah, this great person, oh, they just, they're so good to their husband. They're so good to their wife or, oh, they're so good to their children. They give back to the community or look at this Instagram photo or look at this picture they took to, to raise money for children. And you might, see everything that you need to see from them to be impacted in a great way and trust them and love them as a person and a constant source. 
of, of quality education. But that still doesn't mean you can eat everything off of their plate. So just like you might not be able to eat everything they eat, I mean, allergies included, think about this. You might not be able to eat everything they eat. You might not be able to digest everything they're saying. So while it's great and beautiful for that season, you still have to go hit that treadmill by yourself. You still have to go and and hit that Stairmaster by yourself. You still have got to go for those walks by yourself. You need to go golfing by yourself. You need to be able to take yourself out there. They're not going to sit with you unless you're talking about a personal trainer. But even a personal trainer is training you in how to think. They're training you in how to be self-sufficient. Because if we're honest, as adults, we lose that ability in ourselves. Because we don't have that fast metabolism anymore. So the, the shoe fits really well when we're young. But then when we get a little bit older, it's actually the opposite. The shoe doesn't fit as well when we're older. And we're taught when you're young, you're dumb and inexperienced and, and nobody should listen to you. But when you're young, your mind is the freshest and most impressionable. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But I, I know people from overseas that have been speaking more than three and four languages since they were 12. So you just have to reach that point where you understand what drives you, what motivates you. And it's not going to be the same thing for everybody else. And what motivated the man in the video that, that got me so fired up, what motivated him, I didn't go through that. I didn't go through his story. I want to make up something here. Let's just say that a boy at the age of 18 was in a plane and it crashed over, I don't know, some kind of icy tundra. And it was just in, in, in the very end of winter. And when the boy wakes up from his plane crash, he's surrounded by wolves. And he has to fight these wolves off for seven straight days and, and you know, find his way back into humanity. And, and, and he's raised by, I don't know, Eskimo Sasquatch people or whatever. So this kid has a different outlook on life. He's got scrapes all up his body. He looks like a, you know, X-Men character or movie character of some kind from a comic book. And his outlook on life is more wolf-like. Now, if that guy becomes a motivational speaker and he's got speeches called the wolf's eye or wolf's prey or, or, you know, hunting the wolf. Now, when he does that, it's going to amaze you because of the shock value of what he survived. There's nothing wrong with that. All of us have survived and gone through amazing things. And this is all I'm saying. Once the sugar wears off from that excitement. And once you have to sit down with your bills, and if you have kids, it's going to be even even different motivation. Pain, fear, and responsibility are all the motivation you need. If you have those three, you have all the motivation you need. But guess what? What if the money really doesn't motivate you? What if it's something completely different? Because I'll tell you what, 
these pharaohs and kings that built castles and pyramids and all the things that they built, they didn't have Benjamin Franklin's. They didn't have the United States dollar, the pesos, the yen, the euro. They didn't have the currency that we had. They might have had money and riches and wealth, but they didn't have it. And then you fast forward to about, I'd say, 1819, I'm sorry, or 1919, when most of the people that were wealthy were poor, they were just selling potatoes or tobacco or whatever thing they were selling. They just wanted to work hard. So 100 years ago, the people that were poor found a way to, to continuously work and build their name and build their relationships, and now they're wealthy. So it wasn't necessarily the wealth that drove them. It was the relationships. It was feeding the family. It was being a good person. So don't lose track of what is actually driving you to do these things. We're all going to live. We're all going to die. And the only thing that I feel is common on this planet that, that more people should realize is we are the only forces of nature that can choose to do whatever we want on this planet. And your motivation is your soul. Your motivation is your identity. And no two people's motivation should ever be the same. Unless they're both comp competing for the same thing. <laughs> I want to be the best. I want the title. Then yeah, yeah. You know, you want to be Super Bowl champion. You want to be gold medal winner. If you're a bodybuilder, you know, Phil Heath and, you know, uh, uh, Ronnie Coleman and, you know, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you're competing against those guys, then yeah, yeah, you do want, you do have the same motivation, you know, the goal, but it might not come from the same place. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't come from the same place. You might want that thing for different reasons. So does the shoe fit? I don't know what's, what's motivating you. I don't know what your motivation is. If it's not working, don't just say those are logs for the fire and, and, and this is what happened. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not successful now. I'm not succeeding. And that's just, that's just how it is when you're you know, doing this job or in my field. Well, not necessarily. What if, you, what if there was a smarter way and not a harder way? And that's what I'm saying. If your motivation isn't driving you to your goal or seeing some type of result, it's time to change it. It really is. All right. Well, I love you all. I hope you love me back. As always, it's a pleasure speaking to you and just being around you all. I really, really, really appreciate it. Please like and share this podcast with your friends, family, and even work associates. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. I love you. I hope you love me back.